Straw Hut Media. Privilege intersects in all aspects of our lives. Our gender identity, sexual orientation, religion, race, nationality, weight, body abilities, income level. The list goes on and on. Today we talk to writer and community organizer Adam Eli about his new book, The New Queer Conscience, Intersectionality, and how his Jewish and queer identities work together to fuel his activism. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. My name is Adam Eli. Adam grew up in Westchester County, New York, in a family that he describes as very intentionally Jewish. Meaning that Judaism was a really big part of how we grew up. As a kid, Adam says he attended mostly queer schools and camps, all of which range from casual to strict in their levels of religious observance. I had some very serious reading disabilities, and so While I was learning how to read English, the rest of the kids in my class had graduated on to learning how to read Hebrew. Adam was about 13 years old when he was ready to learn to read Hebrew. And at that time, he realized he was gay. When it was time for me to learn how to read Hebrew, it sort of hit me that the reason there were no gay people around me was because I was in only Jewish environments and only religious environments. And so in that moment, I realized I was gay, and I realized that Judaism was holding me back from that. As soon as he came to understand himself as gay, Adam says he hated it. And I hated being queer and Jewish. As a Jew, you're technically in Jewish law, you're not allowed to convert out of Judaism. There's no such thing as that. Even if you decide to get baptized and spend the rest of your life as a Christian, By Jewish law, you're still Jewish. And Adam knew that. But after a bad experience with some kids he met on one of his first nights in college, he had a spiritual moment where he said to himself, Adam, Eli, you are no longer Jewish. You will not talk about Judaism. You will not become friends with Jewish people. You will not go to high holidays or any type of holidays. I did not go to the Hillel once throughout college, and that was around the time that I came out as well. But as you can probably guess, with age came wisdom. He graduated from high school, then college, and he started to understand himself in a new way. And my passion for my Jewish and queer identity came back to me. Traditional Judaism, like most other traditional religions, views homosexuality and queerness as problematic. The verse is the same for all Judeo-Christian religions, Leviticus 18.22, which forbids homosexual acts. Last September, Adam was riding the subway. He was carrying his pink purse, wearing his jeans with a rainbow painted on the pocket, and he had his usual pink kippah on his head. A kippah, by the way, is also called a yarmulke. It's the small round cap that Jewish men wear to cover their head as a sign of respect for God. 
As Adam got off the train, a man demanded he take off his kippah. He quoted that verse from Leviticus and followed Adam down the street in New York City, shouting homophobic slurs. Adam recorded the interaction on his phone and put it online. Because I'm gay and wearing a kippah? Is that why? Any man that lies with another man, that's an abomination. It's Torvat Hashem. You'll be murdered for it. Take the kippah off. This is my life in my city. I don't have to take my kippah off. Stay in the closet. Make sure your closet is in another closet. We know that there are religious people with outmoded views on queerness. But even though the homophobic ones are loud, there are also a lot of religious people who are allies. Many stories with queerness and religion begin the same way, which is that, you know, I was born queer or I am queer and being in a religious environment made that really difficult for me. And that is true. That did happen to me. That is a part of my story and it is important. But in my work, I try to focus on a different perspective, which is that, yes, that did happen to me. But now I want to talk about how I genuinely feel like being queer has enriched my Jewish identity and how I genuinely believe that being Jewish has enriched my queer identity. Adam says he sees both as sources of strength that he has the privilege to call on. When I look at my heritage and my culture and my past, I see two groups of people that have been constantly and consistently marginalized throughout history, two groups of people that have survived completely against the odds, two groups of people that can be found in almost every single corner of the world, almost every corner for the Jews, absolutely every single corner for the queers. And I also see a deep, deep history that I can hold on to and be proud of. Like I say in the book that every institution, every museum, every sports delegation, every profession has a piece of queer history that if you want it is yours to be proud of. And I find the same thing in Judaism. Also, both queers and Jews love a strong female lead in a musical and Barbara Streisand. The You know, the similarities were just too clear for me to ignore. (laughs) Commonalities right there. Yes. Adam first started getting involved in activism in 2016, after a man shot and killed 49 people and wounded 53 others at the Pulse nightclub in Orlando, Florida. It was the deadliest act of violence against LGBTQ plus people in the history of the U.S., As Adam watched the story unfold on the news, he knew that there was no world in which he could do nothing. He gathered with other members of the LGBTQ plus community in remembrance of the victims, and soon after, he joined the New York-based action group Gays Against Guns. And it was then that I realized that the principles that were guiding, you know, my activism and what I was doing were queer, but they were also Jewish. And from that point on, I've attempted to bring Jewish principles, history, and people, and, you know, culture uh, to the queer movement in the best way that I can. The next year, in 2017, Adam co-founded Voices For, in response to the gay purges that were taking place in Chechnya. If you're not familiar, the Chechen government began arresting, torturing, and murdering people based on their sexual orientations in 2017. We'll put a few links in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. And there's a documentary that came out this year. It's called Welcome to Chechnya, and it's available on demand through HBO. 
Adam's organization, Voices 4, started as a direct action group in response to the violence in Chechnya, and it has continued to grow ever since. Its goal is global LGBTQIAA liberation, and they use Instagram as a tool to organize, learn, and connect. In 2017, the current administration was in its first year. Political rhetoric was becoming increasingly violent and bigoted. When I asked Adam if he thought that white supremacy and anti-Semitism were on the rise in the United States, he answered with a story. It was November 20th, 2017, Transgender Day of Remembrance. Trump had been in office for a little less than a year, and I was doing an action with my mentor, Kathy Marino Thomas, at Gays Against Guns, talking about gun violence and its disproportionate impact on the Black community, the trans community, and especially the Black trans community. And I turned to my mentor, Kathy, and I said, what is, you know, what is going on? Where is all of this violence and hatred and queer phobia coming from? You have to remember that, you know, during this time, this is when like the bathroom bill was, you know, the big thing that the Trump administration was pushing, et cetera, et cetera, and the military ban. I said, where is this hatred coming from, from the administration, but also from all around us? Like, where is this violence coming from? And Kathy, who is incredible and has been in the movement for a long time, turned to me and said, that's the thing. The hatred and the prejudice is always, always there. It's lurked, people are scared. It is lurking beneath the surface and they're just waiting for a moment in which they can feel emboldened. This isn't new, it's just people feeling emboldened by the administration and being more vocal about their hatred. And as I was walking home from the action, I realized that I'd heard the exact same thing from my grandparents when they were talking to us about anti-Semitism. They would always, always say, anytime someone is being persecuted, especially if it's an existing minority, it's your obligation to show up because Jews are always next on the list. They're not coming for us today, but they absolutely could be for tomorrow. Anti-Semitism doesn't go away. It just hides a little bit. And so I think, or I know, I feel, and history has shown that this anti-Semitism and this hatred, this racism, bigotry, transphobia, and certainly xenophobia, it exists. It's always been there. But now people are feeling emboldened and the fire has been stoked. And all these other people are being, you know, openly hateful and receiving very little consequences. I wondered if Adam felt especially vulnerable as a Jewish queer person. 2017 was also the year when neo-Nazis flew red flags with swastikas at the Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, where a self-identified white supremacist drove his car into a group of counter-protesters, killing Heather Heyer and injuring 19 other people. A few days later, when Trump came to New York, Adam and other protesters marched. And so we all stormed Fifth Avenue and protested as his um, car came by. And it was this very obvious intersectional moment because these white supremacists, they hate everyone. They hate immigrants. They hate people of all different backgrounds that are not just American white. They hate queer people. They hate Jewish people. They hate Muslims. They hate Asians. They hate everyone. And so everyone had a personal reason to be there. And I think that people that are at intersectional identities are absolutely in people that find themselves at the intersection of marginalized identities are certainly 
certainly more vulnerable. And I also think that it depends on what those vulnerabilities are. And so right now, I would not feel comfortable saying, you know, that as a queer Jew, as a queer Jew, I am subject to anti-Semitism and I'm subject to queer phobia. But in this current moment, in 2020, today is July 28th, 2020, uh, that identity and that type of vulnerability does not compare to what a Black trans woman is feeling or what a gay Black person is feeling or what a Black immigrant is feeling or a queer person of color is facing. So yes, an intersectional identity always creates more vulnerability, but within those intersectional identities, as we know, some come with more weight than others, especially Blackness and especially gender nonconformity or transgender. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, Adam's new book and The American Pendulum. Welcome back. Today we're talking to activist and author Adam Eli. Adam's first book, The New Queer Conscience, came out just a few months ago on June 2nd. It's one in a series of books called The Pocket Change Collective by Penguin Teen. Each of them features an activist, a young activist, writing a manifesto of sorts. Um, my co-authors are brilliant. Um, they are Alok, Kimberly Drew, and Shutezkat Martinez. And I'm just, I'm really honored to be their peers. And I'm really, really excited to be able to put, you know, so much of what I felt and so much of the guiding principles of my life into the world in this way. A lot has happened since The New Queer Conscience was published in June, and even more since Adam turned in the final draft of his book to the publishers. We are still in the midst of a nationwide reckoning with racial inequality and police brutality, and we're talking about it in ways we never have before. When I asked Adam if there was anything he would go back and revise, considering the shifting conversation, he said, absolutely. Thank you so much for asking that question. I love that question. And yes, if I could go back um, to about a year and a half ago, I would definitely include more about Jewish people of color and Black Jews and on the need for the Jewish community at large to be actively working on including and making and providing space and platforms for, for Jews of color and Black Jews. Um, the book speaks extensively about Black queer people and queer people of color. Um, the book does not speak enough about Jewish Black people and Jews of color. Are there areas that you feel like that extends into queer activism or activism in general that you think really need to change? And, and why, if so? Because, I mean, you've been very active in a lot of, I would say, the activism that's happened over the last few months. What are the, the areas of queer activism that you think need to change? Essentially, the thesis of the book is that queer people anywhere are responsible for queer people everywhere. And that thesis comes from the Talmud, which is a piece of ancient Jewish scripture that says, Kol Yisrael Avrim Zebazeh, which means all of the Jewish people are responsible for each other. In his book, Adam outlines 10 ways that we can apply the same idea within the queer community. He makes the argument that if queer people all over the world unite under the idea that queer people are inherently responsible for one another, that the world will be a better place and that the queer community will be stronger for everyone. And many of them focus on the importance of 
prioritizing our community's most marginalized members and how to be intersectional and how to show up and advocate for causes that might not directly impact you. Meaning if you're a white person showing up for black trans lives is something that I talk about a lot in the book. As Adam wrote in his book, the most privileged members of our society must rally behind the less privileged. It's a basic concept. And before action, there has to be understanding of power, of opportunity, of privilege. Often when people are confronted with their own privilege, they either deny it, which is useless and offensive, or they feel guilty, which is fine, but can sometimes lead to inaction. And so what I would say is that sometimes diving into activism or the idea of showing up for the global queer community can be really scary, even though it's not as scary as it seems. Nationwide, people have been coming to terms with their own privilege and becoming more and more aware of the injustice and violence faced by people in our own neighborhoods. It has become so clear how many people there are that are suffering, and we know that anytime people are suffering, queer people who are already marginalized are going to be there front row and center. And so showing up for the queer community at large doesn't necessarily mean, you know, creating activist networks with queer people abroad, which is really cool and really helpful and definitely something to be doing. But it can mean very simply showing up to a Black Lives Matter protest, or I always tell people to go to your local LGBT center, ask for the immigrant, the queer immigrants or queer asylum seekers rights groups, approach them, tell them all the things that you're good at, see if they need any help. There are queer people that are vulnerable, that do not have the same privileges as us, that are right here, right here in America and very close to you. And when I say us, I'm not just talking about someone like me, someone who's white and cisgendered um, and has a stable job. I'm talking about everyone. There's a huge range of queer people far away and close that need the help that we can get. And for the first time, maybe ever, there are queer people that are really in a position financially, emotionally, logistically, politically, to actually make that help happen. Remember a couple of months ago when we talked to radio producer Lulu Miller about labels? She liked the big broad net cast by the word queer. Queer feels exciting to me because it feels like this big party that all kinds of people can attend. And, and you can exist on whatever spectrum within that that you feel, like, speaks to you. Adam feels similarly. I identify as queer, and I say in my book, um, the book opens with, first of all, because it's called The New Queer Conscience, let's discuss the word queer. What does the word queer mean? And I give my definition of queer. In Adam's book, The New Queer Conscience, he defines queer as queer, different or other. If there are three blue chairs, and one pink chair. The pink chair is queer. Queerness only exists in opposition to what's perceived as quote-unquote normal. When it comes to gender and sexuality, our society's normal is defined by one cisgender man and one cisgender woman who experience opposite sex attraction and live comfortably in their gender roles. If you deviate from any part of that norm, welcome and pull up a seat. In my book, You Are Queer. When describing our community, I always say LGBTQIAA+, lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, intersex, asexual, ally, plus. The most important of these symbols is the plus sign. 
the plus sign opens the door for everyone. Perhaps you do not identify with any of these letters. Perhaps how you feel or how you are has not been verbalized to the world yet. You are loved, and you are welcome here. The word queer and the community it describes are both evolving, and that's a good thing. I hope our community continues to expand and becomes more inclusive in ways that I cannot predict. I imagine and hope that one day my definition will be outdated. But when Adam came out in 2009, he says the word queer wasn't used as broadly as it is today. He didn't really hear it outside of academic settings. But as I grew up and the community and movement grew up around me, it became queer that I identified with queer. And the reason I identify with queer is because I don't, when I say I'm a gay man, which I am, um, that identifies me with other gay men, but I feel connected to all different types of queer people. I feel deeply connected to the intersex community. I feel deeply connected to the transgender community and the lesbian community and gender nonconforming community. And by saying queer, I'm able to highlight that connection that I feel so, so deeply, which is why I prefer queer to gay. The broad scope of queer means that you can be at any level of figuring it out, and you're still in the right place. Identity isn't always simple. In fact, it rarely is. I use queer because it is far more inclusive. I think of it as an umbrella term, and I like being connected to the queer community at large around me. And in the book, I talk about how it's the LGBTQ IAA plus community. And the most important piece of that acronym is the plus sign, because perhaps those letters don't work for you and how you are in the world or how you feel. Perhaps what you're going through is an experience that hasn't been verbalized to the world yet. But if you identify as part of the queer community, you're welcome. Do you feel like acceptance of LGBTQIAA plus community is improving or getting worse? Because it felt like we went through this time period. It was like, okay, now we have marriage equality. We have all of this progress. And then it's just like a step back, a step back. Do you feel like it's getting better or that it's getting worse? So I would say that the LGBT movement is just that. It is movement. It is constantly moving and progress is not linear. And there is no guarantee ever that things will get better or once they have that they will stay that way. Ruth Bader Ginsburg's husband said that the great symbol of America was not the bald eagle, but the pendulum that swings backwards and forwards. And I think that that is very, very, very true within the queer community. So I believe that all movements, but certainly the queer movement, are a pendulum and can't necessarily control how the pendulum swings, but how we react to it and most importantly, how we react to each other. It can be overwhelming, just being alive on this planet. There's so much to fight for, to fight against, to support. Some days it feels insurmountable. That's why Adam focuses so much on direct action, both with Voices 4 and in his new book. So if you start to feel paralyzed by the weight of it all, if you feel hopeless or overwhelmed, just do one thing right now. If you're financially stable, it could be sending money to your local LGBTQ center or community group of your choice. It could be writing to an incarcerated person through Write a Prisoner. It could be attending a Black Lives Matter meeting or calling your local representative or donating clothes to the local homeless shelter. Whatever you decide, start with one thing, no matter how small. And Adam wants you to remember, 
you are not alone. And I know that it feels like you're not alone. If you found this podcast, that also means that you have found internet connection, which is great. Historically, queer people have used the internet to build community, but the connections that you make online, so long as you're, you know, being safe, are every single bit as valid as the connections that you make in person or at school. In some ways, I actually think they're even more valid because you had to go out and find them. And waiting for you on the other side is freedom of a life to be exactly who you want and a guarantee that people are going to love and accept you for just that. You can find Voices 4 on Instagram at Voices Number 4 underscore. And you can follow Adam at Adam Eli. And if you're interested, you can buy the book for 30% off at the link in my Instagram bio. Wonderful. And the book is also available Amazon everywhere, yes. correct? Everywhere books are sold, but don't buy it from Amazon. <laughs> don't buy it from Amazon, buy it from the link in bio and you'll get 30% off. Or anywhere else that's not Amazon. <laughs> exactly. Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. 